It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 930 AM The Answer. Also on Apple Podcasts, podcasts everywhere, and www.talklawradio.com. Also YouTube and YouTube Shorts. Check out the short videos and then watch the long video if you're interested. The mission of Talk Law Radio is to help you discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. And today we're going to be talking about immigration, property taxes, the proposed Texas child gender modification ban, and Mother's Day. Are you confused about all the political mumbo-jumbo regarding immigration, expiration of Title 42, the memorandum, and the Florida TRO injunction? Well, if you are, stay tuned because in the next segment, board-certified immigration attorney, former professor of immigration law, and former district court judge for the 285th District Court in Bexar County, Aaron Haas, will call in with some explanation. You may not be able to do something about immigra- about the immigration problem today, but you can do something about the amount you pay in property taxes. The amount you pay for property taxes on your home or business building is today's hidden legal issue blind spot. The deadline for filing your protest is Monday, May 15th. After you submit your property tax assessment protest, you can continue watching for whether the Texas legislature will ban child gender modifications. By the way, how does your mother feel about child gender modifications? Take some time to honor your mother. Uh, My mom's in heaven. Take it from me. Call your mom. Send her a greeting card. Take her to lunch while you still have the time. And May is Elder Law Month, so if you have questions about how to act as agent under power of attorney, whether to apply for guardianship, or how to qualify for government benefits to pay the high cost of long-term care, contact an attorney. Attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business, last wills, trusts, guardianship, probate, and nursing home Medicaid. Save money and plan your finances to make sure you have options when you are older. Our new sponsor can help. That's right, we have a new sponsor. Are you looking for true financial planning to help you make the best decisions about your money? Instead of trying to sell you overly complicated financial products, Financial HQ focuses on creating comprehensive strategies that give you and your family the highest probability of achieving your goals. For a complimentary consultation with Joseph at Financial Planning HQ, call 210-748-6699. That's 210-748-6699. With a plan, yes, you can. Okay, so before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. 
Dear God, thank you for this day and for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to talk about the law on the radio. Please forgive us our sins, our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing and failing to do your will. Please guide our hearts and minds to hear about immigration, property taxes, and child gender modification, and act in alignment with what the Christian Bible teaches. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so now we're going to be talking a little bit about asylum because that's the big issue that's pushing all of these immigrants to travel to the U.S. They want to claim asylum, and uh, I'm going to break it down a little more than the traditional news media does to help us understand. So what is asylum? Well, there's a dictionary that defines it as the protection granted by a nation to someone who has left their native country as a political refugee. And uh, the United States Code defines refugee as any person who is outside any country of such person's nationality or in case of a person having no nationality is outside any country in which such person last habitually resided and who is unable or unwilling to return to and is unable or unwilling to avail himself or herself of the protection of that country because of persecution or a well-founded fear of persecution on account of race, religion, nationality, membership in a particular social group, or political opinion. So that's the definition of refugee, and as as we saw before, or as I said before, that um, asylum is the protection granted to a refugee. So that's why all these people are wanting to come to the U.S. Traditionally, anyone who presented themselves at the border and claimed they feared persecution in their home country would be screened and given an opportunity to make their case. Um, During the pandemic, uh, the Trump administration uh, established this Title 42 procedure where uh, people would be turned away. And it's that Title 42 procedure that has ended because the the federal government's um, COVID protocols have stopped. So there there was a court case recently in Florida that um, stopped the Biden admi- administration from just allowing Im- immigrants to come into the U.S. Um, without a court date. And so this uh, court opinion says that the Title 42 order allowed immigration officials to turn arriving aliens away at the border without placing them in immigration proceedings or considering their asylum claims. The expiration of the Title 42 order has been a long time coming because it was just put in place by the Center for Disease Control to address public health concerns about COVID-19. This is a State of Florida versus Alejandro Mayorkas, and uh, 
you can find that case by by searching uh, Google. I got the uh, pleading from Politico, and so former Judge Aaron Haas is going to talk to us about uh, what the normal procedure was before Title 42 for applying for asylum as an immigrant. I just thought we should know what that was uh, or be reminded about it because um, since Title 42 is has expired, we need to know what the current law is. And if you don't like it, then you can talk to your congressional representatives and senators in Washington. They need to know how you feel. You can call us here at the radio station if you want to tell us how you feel. Numbers 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. And uh, attorney and former judge Aaron Haas is going to be uh, talking to us about Title 42 and the regular immigration policy and uh, so that we better understand it because uh, it's all in the news, uh, at least the news I've been watching. So it's it's interesting. We're also going to be talking about uh, property taxes because you can file a protest if you think that the tax assessor has uh, valued your home or your business building at at a market rate that seems out of line. Uh, you have to file that protest before Monday, May 15th, and uh, then you would present evidence and, and prove that the market value of your home is actually lower than they say it is, and that helps you to reduce your property taxes. We're also going to be talking about the proposed Texas child gender modification ban And we're going to be talking about Mother's Day. How would your mother feel about these issues? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Plan your summer vacation because you want to make sure everything goes right, right? But have you planned for your estate? Why would you spend time and money planning your vacation but neglect your final affairs? None of us are guaranteed tomorrow, but you can make sure everything goes right by planning for your death and taxes. The attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm can help. They can focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. Call 210-530-4278, 210-530-4278, or marquardtlawfirm.com. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Also on podcasts everywhere, Facebook Live, YouTube, and YouTube Shorts. Also on www.talklawradio.com. We've been talking about immigration and the expiration of Title 42, and we're going to be bringing on uh, former judge Aaron Haas, who was also uh, board certified in immigration law, and he's a former professor of immigration law. Uh, We're going to give him a call, and he's going to talk to us about what the asylum claim is like uh, before Title 42. Title 42 was all about 
the protocols during the uh, pandemic that uh, allowed the border officials to turn people away who were claiming asylum because of the health concerns of having a, a densely populated um, small area of people all who could be sick. So now that the Title 42 has expired, there's been tens of thousands of people uh, gathering at the Texas-Mexico border, and uh, there's going to be a flood of people coming in. And uh, so the, the U.S. Border Patrol Chief Raul Ortiz um, made a memo about uh, the policy on parole with conditions and limited circumstances prior to the issuance of a charging document. And there was a court case in Florida that established a temporary restraining order against them acting on that memorandum. Uh, but now we have a former judge and a board-certified immigration attorney, Aaron Haas, on the line. You're live on the air. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for joining us. Can you tell us uh, about what the asylum claim process uh, was like before Fort, uh, Title 42? Right. So um, before Title 42, if somebody uh, came to the border, either uh, went to a port of entry at a border uh, or crossed the border and was caught across the border, they were able to apply for asylum. And if they said that they were afraid to return to their country, um, they would speak to an asylum officer, and that asylum officer would, would give them what's called a credible fear interview. And if it was found that they did have a credible fear of returning to their country, um, they would then be put through an asylum process where they could present their claim uh, either in more detail to an asylum officer or to an immigration judge um, and try to claim asylum that way. Um, so up until um, COVID started and Title 42 happened, that was the normal process for applying for asylum. Um, once the COVID emergency hit, they put in place, they, they invoked this authority under Title 42 where they were able to um, basically say, because it's a health emergency, we're not going to follow the normal asylum process. And they were um, pretty much turning away uh, anybody who approached at the border or anybody who was found um, without giving them those interviews and that opportunity to uh, apply for asylum. Um, there were some exceptions, for example, if for unaccompanied minors or uh, families that came, but for single Adults, they were they were basically not um, allowing for asylum okay. uh, interviews and applications, and and that's the, the Title Forty Two is what was lifted a few days ago. So before Title Forty Two, when those claims were made, where would the individual go uh, pending their hearing date? Um, so it, it, you know, it kind of depended. Some of them, uh, some people would be uh, detained and they would stay in a detention facility uh, up until they had a hearing date. Uh, others would be let out uh, on a bond similar to a criminal bond process where they would 
uh, typically have to put up a certain amount of money um, in order to ensure that they would show up in court. Um, in recent years, they started using more technology like, uh, you know, ankle bracelets or electronic monitoring and um, apps on your phone and those kinds of things if, if people were not going to be detained. Um, and for children and families in particular, they tended not to detain them and they would be released until they were until they were um, to show up for their court date. Okay, so now that there's all these um, people that are gathering at the border, um, have you heard what the what the plans would be for how they would process that many people all at the same time? Yeah, so that's the big concern. They they did uh, this. Title 42, the the emergency order two days ago, and they were expecting a huge influx in the last few days. It hasn't been quite as big as they were expecting, but they're still thinking a lot of people are going to come. They're not quite going to go back to the old system, so they are, they're trying to create a, a sort of new system now where they're encouraging more people to apply if people want to apply for refugee status or asylum or some kind of humanitarian program, to try to do that from their home country and not to just show up at the border or cross the border um, unlawfully and then ask for it. So okay. Are, I think I heard about that where they could apply online. Is that what you're talking about on the Internet? Yeah, so that's one of the main ones. They have this app now called CBP1. Um, where you can apply for an appointment through the app and have your assignment interview that way, and there, and you know that way you, it's better for for the individual. They don't have to take the dangerous journey to the U.S. and and uh, deal with smugglers and traffickers and that kind of thing. And then it's better for the U.S. government because we don't have to deal with people who are showing up without papers, without authorization. So that's the idea. It's, um, you know, a lot of people complain it's hard to get appointments. There's only so many appointments that are given out daily and that kind of thing. But they're trying to expand that um, to get more people to do from their home country. And and they're trying some other programs where they're trying to uh, have people apply for parole or for different uh, forms of relief from their home country rather than just showing up. Um, and the other kind of piece of that is for people that don't follow those programs and do show up, um, they're trying to tighten the rules and, and make it harder than it was pre-COVID, pre-Title 42, to just show up and, and ask for asylum. Of course, the concern then was people would just show up, ask for asylum, the court process would go on for years and years, and they were, of course, living here the whole time. Um, and it's either very expensive to detain people, or you have people who are not detained, and and um, they may or may not show up for their court date. So that was the concern before. So now they're trying to keep some of the um, some of the rules that had kind of taken place during Title Forty Two of the expedited removal, giving people. Um, just sending people right back or giving people very quick 
um, asylum interviews, and if it's not a legitimate case, sending them back in order to avoid the problems of before having the TV influx. So it's kind of a, a carrot-and-stick approach of we're going to make it easier for you to apply if you're outside the country and follow the process you want, but we're going to make it harder on you if you, if you do just show up and, and ask for asylum the old-fashioned way. Okay. Can I ask you, um, what do they do when they're here waiting for their court date? If, if they don't have authorization to be here yet officially on paper they're they're just waiting for their court date and it takes a really long time to get that date they're not authorized to work right so what do these people typically do well they actually are so the the rule is um once you file that asylum application you have to wait 150 days so about five months and then you can actually ask for a work authorization oh so many of them, and some of these cases go on for, you know, several years. Um, so you do have people who are here um, just working, you know, waiting for their asylum application to be adjudicated. Okay. Well, thank you so much for explaining that in, in terms that we can understand. The news kind of glosses over all of that and just talks about Title 42 and and so, um, thank you for doing that. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I mean, I thank you. Uh, thank you for inviting me on. I appreciate it. And so, is this part of uh, the work you do as an attorney? Is this part of your practice, helping people file their asylum claims? Uh, yeah, we've done a, a lot of asylum applications and. Um, it's, it's not just asylum, but there are other programs, uh, you know, certainly for unaccompanied minors or for people who have been victims of domestic violence or, or human trafficking or just people who have family here or want to work here. There's a, a number of different programs, so that's all part of the, the work we do, and it's one of those things that's constantly changing because of, because of events like the last few days. Okay, so you also help traditional immigration process where people apply because they want to live and work in the U.S. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, most, a lot of people apply for asylum, but a lot of people are just family reunification. They may have a a relative here or, you know, spouse, a child, a parent, and they just want to reunify with them or come here temporarily to work. And and so we do. We work with a lot of people who want to come to the U.S. for a lot of different reasons. And what's the best way for the for people who are interested in in contacting you to to reach you? Uh, going to your website, emailing you, or calling you? Yeah, any any of those things. Um, uh, the website is salmonhawk.com. S a l m o n h a a s dot com. Um, so yeah, absolutely. People can contact us through the website or email or, or, or phone call. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for inviting me. Have a good rest of the day. You too. Bye now. All right. All right. Okay. So you heard it from a former judge and a board certified attorney and former immigration uh, professor Aaron Haas, who was telling us about what the process for applying for asylum is like uh, without Title 42. 
and there there are some changes that have been made, and that was one of the complaints uh, in this lawsuit in Florida, state of Florida versus Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, which was this um, policy on parole with conditions in limited circumstances prior to the issuance of a charging document. And so the the Biden administration is temporarily restrained from using that memorandum and that the, the policy described under that memorandum. And uh, so in a couple of weeks, there will be another hearing about whether um, they'll be able to ever use that memorandum or whether they have to go back to the pre-Title 42 procedures. We've been talking about immigration when we come back. We'll be talking about property taxes and also the Texas ban on child gender modification. What would your mom think about that? Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm your host, Todd Marquardt, here on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Podcasts everywhere, Facebook Live, YouTube, and www.talklawradio.com. This is our third segment. It's the Saints and Sinners segment. I got the idea for Saints and Sinners because of the theologian Martin Luther from uh, 1517. He's the one that nailed his 95 thesis to the church door, and he said, The saints are sinners too, but they are forgiven and absolved. So I like to talk about somebody in the news that's being honored. I call them the saint, and then I talk about somebody who's been sentenced or in trouble with the law somehow, I call them the sinner. So our saint for the day is Hazel Feldman, who is receiving an honorary degree um, from uh, Northeast Lakeview College here in San Antonio. She's 97 years old and still um, going strong. She concluded her acceptance speech by saying, to all my fellow graduates, hearken to these words, regardless of any adversity that may come your way, dream big and never let your dreams die. So you've heard it from a 97-year-old. If you don't have your degree, go back to school. You can get it too. Okay, now we'll switch to the center. Um, You may think he's a saint. You may think he's a sinner, but since he was sentenced to 25 years in prison, he's in the the sinner segment. Uh, This is uh, Daniel Perry, who was uh, convicted of killing Garrett Foster, 
This was in Austin. There was a protest going on, and there was a, a defense. Perry claimed self-defense because Garrett Foster also had a gun, um, but uh, the jury convicted him, and the judge sentenced him to 25 years. And now the issue is whether uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott would pardon him. So we'll wait for that and see if uh, that'll show up in the news sometime soon. For the first two segments today where we're talking about immigration, and now we're going to move on to uh, what's going on locally. Uh, There was a big storm last night. And uh, just wondering if you have any trees falling down. Um, Might have to make your homeowner's insurance claim. I did a short video about that. You can find it on YouTube. Learn more about the issues involved when a tree falls on your property and causes damage. So I went to the Bear County Appraisal District. Oh, you have we have a caller. Great, uh, David. You're live on the air. What's going on? Well, sir, uh, I'm Marie Beth, and my mother was a legal immigrant from Mexico, and my father was a legal immigrant from Germany. But earlier, you raised a good point. I feel hit the nail on the head. People have been talking about immigration reform since the 1970s, I can remember. And until the people hold the legislature's feet to the fire to get immigration reform, we're going to have the problems we're undergoing every year with immigration on the border, in my opinion. I I agree with you. This is something that Congress is supposed to take care of. Our, our leaders in Washington are supposed to establish the immigration policy and law. And, and there is a policy. I think they should follow it until they change it. But, David, thank you so much for calling in. Where are you from? Originally from San Diego, but I got out at uh, Fort Bliss, El Paso, Texas, and I'm relocated in San Antonio. But for me, it's just been uh, aggravating because I hear people complaining against their opponents on the other side of the issue. Hey, how about doing our job and getting real legislation passed by reminding these people in Congress, you're public servants, and uh, how about serving the public? Amen. Thank you so much for the call. Have a good weekend. You too, and God bless, and God bless all the mothers. God bless. Amen. Bye now. Thank you so much for the call, David. And uh, so we did talk a lot about immigration in the first half of the show, um, and we could probably talk more if uh, Judge Aaron uh, were here, but I I promised him just a, a short phone call. So I went to the Bear County Appraisal District website, and there were some frequently asked questions And I thought I'd just talk about it with you on the air so that you don't have to do the legwork. So Texas property taxes are known as ad valorem taxes. Ad valorem is Latin for according to value. So this is a tax that changes from year to year based on the value of your property, your home, or your business building. And the appraisal districts all across Texas, are charged with determining the property value for the purposes of taxation. 
The taxes collected each year are used to provide local services such as schools, roads, hospitals, services like fire and police departments. And so you can affect how much property tax you pay by possibly challenging, protesting the valuation process or the the value that they say your property is worth. And the deadline to do that is Monday, May 15th. And in Bear County, because it's a, a big county, you can do a lot of this on the Internet. If you have trouble with that, you can uh, call an attorney and ask for help. Um, but it's a pretty simple process at that level. Uh, you can ask for evidence from the Bear County Appraisal District, and you can submit your own evidence. You can get an appraisal of your property you can ask a realtor for a f- fair market analysis, and you can present that to them to justify your position that your property is actually uh, valued less just for tax purposes. Now, I know if you were selling your home, you would want it to be very, very val- valuable, um, but for tax purposes, you would want to argue that it's not that valuable. I wanted to bring up Mother's Day. Uh, that's tomorrow, and so uh, this Mother's Day is codified in 36 U.S. Code Section 117. It says, uh, subsection A, the second Sunday in May is Mother's Day. And I didn't know this. This is interesting. Subsection B says the President of the United States is requested to issue a proclamation calling on United States government officials to display the flag of the United States on all government buildings and on the people calling on the people of the United States, that's us, to display the flag at our homes or other suitable places on Mother's Day as a public expression of love and reverence for the mothers of the United States. Isn't that interesting? Uh, We display the flag on Mother's Day in love and reverence for our mothers. There you go. Do you know that there's a bill in uh, the Texas uh, legislature right now, Senate Bill 14, that relates to prohibitions on the provision to certain children of procedures and treatments for gender transitioning, gender reassignment, or gender dysphoria, and the use of public money or public assistance to provide those procedures and treatments. So this is known as the the Texas Gender Modification Ban, and it has passed the Senate and has passed the House, and so we'll see if it gets signed into law. I just wondered what my mother would think about that. Um, she, She died just a year and year and a half ago, and uh, we weren't really talking about gender reassignment or gender transitioning even a short time ago. And so I I wonder what your mother would think about that. Okay. Um, So the gender modification bill has passed, and we'll see where that goes. Um, Talked about property taxes I want to go back to immigration because there, there's there been a lot of interesting things happening 
um, since uh, people realized that Title 42 was going to expire. Um, they actually were probably planning for it to expire since the protocol was put in place because uh, we knew that the COVID pandemic wasn't going to last forever. And so they could have been planning for different scenarios. Um, you would think that the government would be ready uh, when the rest of us could see the writing on the walls. So um, one thing that's uh, interesting I, I've read in the news is that um, Texas is uh, sending buses of migrants to Washington, D.C., and specifically parking the buses in front of the, the home of Vice President Kamala Harris. So that's just interesting to me. Is it interesting to you? If so, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Plan your summer vacation because you want to make sure everything goes right, right? But have you planned for your estate? Why would you spend time and money planning your vacation but neglect your final affairs? None of us are guaranteed tomorrow, but you can make sure everything goes right by planning for your death and taxes. The attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm can help. They can focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. Call 210-530-4278, 210-530-4278, or marquardtlawfirm.com. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 930 AM The Answer. And this is our fourth segment. You know what that means. I guess I got too many songs going on at the same time. But uh, we'll get caught up here in a minute. And now, it's time for the Talk Law Radio Legacy Spotlight. What's your legacy? Sponsored by Marquardt Law Firm. Today's Legacy Spotlight is dedicated to my mom, Karen Marquardt. She's got a marked up King James heart of gold. Got too much on her play, but never lets it show. And she put her blood, sweat, and tears in her raise and me, and maybe a little more. Thank the Lord. That's what mamas are for. That was a clip from Chris Lane. That's what mamas are for. And just in case the the song played too fast for you, I'll repeat it in in honor of my mom. She's got a marked up King James heart of gold. Got too much on her plate, but never lets it show. And she put her blood, sweat, and tears into raising me, and maybe a little more. Thank the Lord. That's what mamas are for. My mom was a faithful Christian, a conservative woman who believed in traditional family roles. She loved her children and grandchildren unconditionally. She was a single mom who woke up early, worked a full day, and cooked a homemade dinner from scratch after work. So God bless all the mothers out there 
and God bless all of us who are missing ours. Okay, so we have a new sponsor, but our old sponsor is Marquardt Law Firm. Thank you, Marquardt Law Firm, for sponsoring our show today in part. Attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. New businesses and old businesses, which might have issues with corporations, contracts, LLCs, family-limited partnerships, and we can represent those who are facing problems from lack of planning, like in guardianships, probate, business disputes, breach of contract, real estate disputes, and so forth. Next week, uh, hopefully, we'll be talking about uh, an elder law topic because the month of May is uh, Elder Law Month or or Senior Older Americans Month. Uh, the the government has a, a program for that, of course, and so stay tuned for that. I want to thank you, as always, for uh, joining me on Talk Law Radio. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. That way you can watch the videos in smaller bits and pieces. Uh, We break it down into four segments, whereas uh, this show is about an hour long. And if you subscribe and and click the little bell symbol, then you can get notifications that we've posted a new video. We also have tiny short videos that take up less time than that. Those are usually around 30 seconds or a minute. And you might get interested in some topic and then go to the full version of that segment or the full version of that show. Okay, I wanted to uh, mention our new sponsor again, uh, Financial HQ. Are you looking for true financial planning to help you make the best decisions about your money? Instead of trying to sell you overly complicated financial products, Financial HQ focuses on creating comprehensive strategies that give you and your family the highest probability of achieving your goals. For a complimentary consultation with Joseph at Financial Planning HQ, call 210-748-6699. That's 210-748-6699. With a plan? Yes, you can. And I had Joseph on the show a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, We talked about money and banking, and so if you're interested in that, um, go back to that show. You can find it on Facebook or YouTube. Okay, let's talk more about immigration. Uh, I I mentioned that uh, the Texas government is sending immigrants to Washington, D.C. on a bus, and then I also learned that um, the governor said he has established a new unit called the Texas Tactical Border Force, which includes Black Hawk helicopters, C-130 planes, and specially trained National Guard members to respond to an influx of illegal immigration. Abbott said they are trained to intercept, to repel, and turn back migrants who are trying to enter Texas illegally. Something else that's interesting is uh, the San Antonio Express News reported that uh, there were planes deporting 
immigrants on repatriation flights. And apparently this was going on um, before just a couple of days when the Title 42 expired because the uh, the people that were on that flight, about 100 people, had already been here uh, for a, a while. They They said some they wouldn't say how long they had been here, but they had been here longer than two days probably. And this particular plane was going back to Colombia. So I didn't know about that. That's interesting. I'm glad that uh, San Antonio Express News was uh, reporting that. Okay, so just to recap, we've been talking about immigration, Title 42, and uh, the memorandum. Let's let's go back to the memorandum. Um, let me see if I can find that here. Memorandum. The memorandum explains that uh, Center for Border Patrol would exercise parole authority under the policy when there are conditions requiring expeditious processing of aliens and ex- exigent circumstances in order to ensure appropriate and safe conditions for the health and safety of the individual aliens in custody. And so um, I've used that word alien a couple of times. It's not because I'm a bad person. It's because that's a a defined legal term in the federal code. And so I did want to define that. Uh, Let me go back just a bit so that we're all on the same page there's uh it's just it's just a defined term that that means that somebody's here without authorization well i'll have to talk about that some other day I'm having trouble finding it so we talked about immigration title 42 the memorandum the the court opinion that that said that uh, the federal government could not use that memorandum to uh, simply parole people um, without a court date, without processing them, with, without questioning them. Um, that would just, um, because it's not a regulation that was approved, it didn't go through the approval process, didn't go through the notice to the public process that all regulations have to go through. We talked about property taxes. I I think this is an area where if you own real estate, uh, whether it's your home or your rental property or your business building, um, it behooves you to protest and prove that maybe the county is valuing your property too high because uh, this is one of the secret ways of raising revenue without raising the tax rate is just to say that your home and your property is valued more than it was last year. And uh, you may or may not think that that's a fair way of being taxed. So you can protest on your own online, or you can uh, mail a form in, or you can go down to their office. And uh, I I would assume that there's... uh, lots of traffic on the phone lines and in front of their building on Monday 
So you might be able to get that done on the Internet, online, on the county appraisal website just to get your protest in the system, and then you'll have some time to get your evidence to prove that the market value of your property is lower than they say it is. And, of course, they'll present you their evidence that shows that your property is valuable, and there's different ways that you can find a market value by uh, paying a real estate appraisal company or by finding a realtor to do a market analysis uh, comparable to sales. We do, looks like we have a call, but maybe we, do we have time for that? We should probably take that call some other time. Thank you for calling. Sorry, uh, the the show's about to end, um, but I'm glad that there's interest in this area. Uh, just want to say thank you to the listeners and the callers today. Thank you to uh, former judge and uh, board certified attorney Aaron Haas for explaining the complicated regulations and statutes regarding. Uh, filing for asylum and becoming a, a refugee that's uh, protected. Um, if I was in another country, I think I'd probably want to be here too. Um, but there's uh, a, so many people that want that, there has to be an orderly process. And we have one. So I think it should be followed until the government changes it. If you have problems with the current immigration policy, Call your your uh, congressman in Washington. Call your senator in Washington, and tell them that you want uh, immigration reform, or or tell them that you like the the statutes and laws and regulations the way that they are. Just weigh in because that's how a, a democratic republic works. The they represent us, and we have to tell them what we want. We also talked about gender modification for children. Um, If you have comments about that, you would want to talk to your state legislature, uh, your state representative, uh, about whether or not you want that to to pass or not. So this is Talk Law Radio. Had a good show today, and we'll have a good show next week, probably something about elder law. And then I have a special guest at the end of the month, that that's going to be talking to us about how he beat the odds in business and in life. I'll keep that a surprise for you. I'll talk to you later. 